Blog Talk Radio. fine glad to be back doing one of these it's you know uh a few things have changed since we last spoke uh, on, on one of these tipping points and by the way we will be joined by a third mystery guest host here shortly so but slim jay yeah looking forward to talking with him just a few minutes down the line here so how are you doing this evening mr platinum I, uh, I'm doing really good. You know, Larry, I had a very strange revelation today, and that revelation was this. You know, we're, we're talking about how this is the bi- biggest weekend in Georgia wrestling. I realized, well, you know, of having their last show in that building, technically they aren't Georgia, but they st- and Scenic City doesn't take place within Georgia either. So I was like, what's a better way that we could define things other than just that all of them fall into the scope of the Georgia wrestling history universe, meaning that the groups that we tend to cover. So I'm going to try to get that over much better than the WWE got the WWE universe over. So <laughs> I just like the idea that, you know, pro South and, and, you know, Phoenix city and all of these things that we sort of talk about are part of that. But it's got to be the biggest weekend this year so far, isn't it, Larry? Yeah. Oh, there's no question about it. I shuddered when you, no you used the word universe, but it, it has to be. And it, it, it's interesting, too, that it comes at a point in time where um, attendance numbers have been down. Now July is a tough month, historically a tough month. Um, but it, it, in that respect, it is, it's going to be interesting to see how, how these shows do – no, I mean, Scenic City's not really affected by that, but some of the other shows around, um, how, how they do. You know, Southern Fried's running this weekend, too. Um, so it's just, there's just stuff happening all over the place. But, you know, I'm personally in mourning because two of my favorite promotions are Kaput. Kaput. Um, both Pro-South and Terminus. Man, let's, let's open it up and talk about Terminus and Jonathan Gresham in particular. Um, 
what do you what do you owe to this? And and I mean, so Battle Slam has moved to Sunday, which is a part of this. I mean, anytime Battle Slam isn't even the top three or four or five things that we're talking about, it shows you what a big weekend it is. First of all, but and they've got the, the a hell of a show. Have... But anyway, go yeah. continue. I, I mean, it, Gresham, man, like I get, and again. Most of our audience are wrestling people, particularly wrestlers. Um, promotion is not easy. Um, running a successful promotion is even more difficult. And a lot of what we need to give, we might, we meaning me, might be tough on promoters and bookers here and there, or all the time in my case. But Never would I say that the job is easy. And if you have continuously run for a, a length of time, you deserve all. So let's say Terminus never comes back. Where did they do? Three? Yeah, three shows. What, what a massive disappointment. I mean, three shows that were varying degrees of success as far as, I mean, their crowds were dwindling, but then their last show drew about a hundred. Um, and that's not great news, but at the same time, like they were all lauded, right? All the shows were really good. And it seemed like they just had a perfect knack for picking the right talent to bring in for those shows that they were doing everything right. But at the end of the day, it only it shows you how precarious this stuff is. It just takes one person to decide, I don't want to do this anymore, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad that Battle Slam is moving forward, and I expect that it will move forward because that's that's uh, Baron Black's deal. So that will move forward, I think, without Gresham. And the, you know, this the card for Sunday looks outstanding, as I've already said once. But I'm, I can tell I'm fired up about that one. Um, so yeah, yeah, but um, oh, I hate to see Terminus go, and you know I hate you know how much I hate to see Pro South go, um, and of course uh, Ace Haven has every intention of continuing on with Pro South and finding a new building, but boy, it's not it's going to be tough um, with the real estate market the way it is. Finding an affordable building is going to be a, a monumental task for them, I'm afraid. And I mean, I would say when they, because I'm just going to say it, I think they're going to find a new building. Um, how permanent that new place is going to be remains to be seen. I think just sheer will and having enough connections within the area, they're going to find some place to run. Now, like you said, with the real estate market being what it is, I mean, the kind of building that they're probably going to get is not going to be the greatest. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there, but. At the end of the day, I think, you know, Pro-South went from one of those groups that, I'll just be honest, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this in full disclosure, and for those who have been bugging me relentlessly, yes, full disclosure will be out tonight. Um, we used to make fun of Pro-South, and we used to make fun of Ace Haven in particular. And to go from being a joke to being the group that was grooming guys, and doing good stuff and finding ways to use YouTube effectively, um, they deserve not only credit, but just, it is a major blow. To not have Terminus 
is disappointing. To not have pro-South is crippling. I think, you know, Terminus is great, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a show. Pro-South served so many functions beyond just being a place for the guys to work. Well, they were really getting to a point where they were at their best in developing because of now with the Pro South Plus segments they were doing, guys were getting this promo time plus the ring time on a regular basis. And um, the thing I really hate for them is they don't have a chance to do a proper um, send-off goodbye show because there's it's so sudden. There's just there's yeah, no time. I- there's no time I to get the guy. Wicked oh. Nemesis was going to come by. You know, it's just a matter of guys scrambling to get there. Apparently, there are guys who are getting their wrestling licenses in Alabama so they can be a part of the show. <laughs> it shows how awesome it is that you're right. They're not having the time to do a proper send-off show, but they're determined to do one anyway. And again, yeah. it's. I know I kick them in the teeth a lot and have for years. But I will never understand why Rampage did not do a proper send-off show. It's one of those things that they can explain it to me all day, and Doc Gayton can say whatever he wants. But to not do one more show so they could properly send that thing on, I think was a complete disservice and a slap to the face um, to people who had supported them. Whereas Pro-South and the wrestlers involved, I mean, you know, the fact that Wicked Nemesis is there is telling you, um, because, you know, he's always involved in this drama or that drama, blah, blah, blah. But and he's had a share of drama like, right there in, in uh, Piedmont, but continue. <laughs> but, but yes, and, but, you know, he's just like, it's just like, okay, this thing is bigger than whatever our squabbles are. Let's get there. Let's send this thing off um, the best we can. I think, again, it's just a testament. I mean, I, you know, I called... I tried to call Ace last night. I called very late because I did it when I got off of work um, and uh, left a message. But then we sort of messaged back and forth. And, I, you know, I just wanted him to know, like, man, you got to be proud because, you know, he took that thing over. Like his daddy bought him a company. Let's just – I'm just going to lay it out here, right? His daddy bought him a company, and then the, the knock was always like, oh, this is just some dumb vehicle for Ace to get himself over. And maybe at one point that's what it was. But that guy matured. Then he had that great sort of run at peak where it was sort of like changing the idea about Ace Haven. That instead of being like this guy who was too skinny and like he wasn't really a wrestler and blah, 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 he started really turning that stuff around as a performer. But then once I went to, I mean, I could hear stuff about ProSAP all day or watch their shows on YouTube, but being there in person at one time um, and seeing how vital he was, how that locker room operated, how they were really worried and tweaking things constantly in a good way. Um, I, I'm a, I was a believer. Like, they made me into a believer of, like, oh, this is the place where the great work is happening, you know? You, you know they made me a believer. When Ace, Ace first asked me – I was going to write about this and stuff, but when Ace first asked me to, to review the show, I resisted. And when I first started looking at it, I said, man, this is no good. I don't get this. But it just, it just grew, grew on me. But what really grew on me was the storytelling abilities that – 
that they that he has and and what they what they were doing there because yeah it was it was it was not love at first sight let's put it that way hey before we get the slim on here let's bring on co-host number three Mr. Scenic City yeah. himself Rob Brodhecker is joining us tonight welcome Rob. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited for this weekend. I did a very bad version of the floss dance in my kitchen fixing supper. <laughs> so, Rob, Rob, just to make it clear, because, you know, there's going to be people going here. The correspondents of Georgia Wrestling History are going to be here, there, and everywhere. You are there for Scenic City for their entire weekend. Is that right? Yes, all four shows. Oh my gosh. So tell us tell us what tell us about those four shows. Uh first off Thursday, TWE is doing a going be ah, tongue tight already. Uh fun show. Uh Jay Newman, Mark, uh at the TWE arena. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh I know Larry has, but it is a fantastic venue. Uh and last year, uh, the the night before, uh they had some amazing matches, uh B Boy, Chip Day. And this, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm, re- I, if you can't tell, I'm pop, 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 pop for that. <laughs> so that's Thursday night, and then that's um, Thursday when is, night. Yes, and then Friday. Uh, Friday, uh, uh, Friday night, night, night one of the tournament. Oh, uh, some of these, some of these matches are something else. I, you know, it is. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, Kevin Koo versus Dominic Garini. Uh, uh, Trisha Dora versus Masha Slamovich, uh, Kabe versus D- Damian Tangra, and then Hoodfoot versus Orion Bishop. Bishop uh, did a freaking promo. All that promo that promo. Bishop did about running around, the, like yeah. getting in all the cardio, was hysterical. Yeah. I, I, you, I can't remember last time I've seen a promo for Bishop. So yeah, it, it's fantastic. And then night two. Uh, and then uh, 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 Tank versus Jack Sting. Oh. I, and then, I, so in I'm addition excited. to those three shows, there's the uh, the Future Showcase. Future right? Showcase, yes. Oh, yeah. That's, now, that's... Yeah, go ahead. I saw Zach Mosley was a part of that and a bunch of other guys. So Yeah, Proc, John, Proc Johnston, Rico Gonzalez. Uh, Brogan Finley, D.K. Westbrook, uh, Lobo Okami, uh, not too familiar with him, but I've been hearing some good things. Noah Hossman got the gauntlet from Uncharted, won the gauntlet tournament from Uncharted Territory. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, that's going to be an action-packed as well. Holy moly. And Larry, a choice of where you're going to be this weekend. <clears throat> well, I I have to be. I was supposed to be in in, at Scenic City, of course, and or and or Rumble Jack. Like last year, I split it. Did one night at Rumble Jack, one night at Scenic City. But when the Pro South thing, thing went down, that's where I got to go. So I will be in yeah. Piedmont, Alabama, Friday night, and then Duke will be in Canton for the Rumble Jack. So we will have correspondence in three different places on Friday night, Full and maybe coverage, baby. Yes. Yes. Unlike what people yes. can get with their health insurance, we're going <laughs> to have full coverage on the biggest, I mean, if it's the biggest weekend, I would say Friday night's the biggest night, is it not? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
I counted 19 shows this weekend. Holy, Holy guacamole. Hey, uh, Rob, I, I know Rob put out a video about this. I'm sorry to cut you off, Larry. No. Who's, who's, who's going to win? Uh, who's, who's winning the SCI, man? Who's your prediction? Uh, I have got Maccabe uh, winning his second title. Uh, final four, I've got uh, Billy Starks, Maccabe, Jaden Newman, and, uh, of course, my list is downstairs. Uh, uh, one, of the, one of the hosses uh, is going to be the final four. Uh, though, yeah, and I got Maccabi uh, not repeating, but he'll win a second title. Uh, AC Max not in it this year, as he'll be defending his title on night two against the, I believe, the scramble r- winner. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Hey, what about awesome. futures? What you got for futures? Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, talk about something else. I got to run downstairs. Damn list is down. All right. While I'm while sorry. he's running and getting his list, Larry, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um. What's your prediction for who walks out of Pro South Show the big winner? Whatever that do. Who's gonna walk out ultimately the champ or who's gonna get the spotlight in the main event, that kind of thing? Oh well the three way I'll just say the three way main event is uh Jay Lucas, Brandon Watley, and Damian Saratone. And I think that's a match. No matter who walks out with their hand raised, you got three winners coming out of that match. Cool, 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 cool. All right. And um, though we don't have Duke on with us, uh, who do we think is winning the uh, Rumble Jack? God, Gunnar Miller's got to win. Pick was Miller, Miller, yeah. yeah. Gunnar Miller. I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an oddball pick. I'm gonna do an oddball pick. I think part of the reason they have not done a lot of announcements about people who are going to be in this thing is because they're going to put a new player in the game in their sort of main event picture, and that Mm. person is going to win. Interesting. Now, who that is, I have no idea. And no, (laughs) because one person asked me, I am not going to be in the Rumble Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be absolutely amazing booking if they did that. But (laughs) I have not been asked, so I don't think I'm going to be at the Rumble Jack. All right. If you want. Who you got for uh, Futures? Okay. uh, uh, Futures, uh, my final three, uh, Noah Hossman, BK Westbrook, and Zach Mosley. I got Noah Hossman winning Futures. Uh, and then okay. uh, for a final four, uh, for night two, Billy Starks, Daniel Maccabe, Jamie Newman, and Adam Priest with uh, Maccabe winning. Uh, so, okay. Though, uh, yeah, you could probably see Newman winning just because uh, Maccabe makes more sense to make. May, but it also makes sense for a pre- – it seems like this is the time of Priest, right? So I could see True. Priest winning as well. Uh, I could see Priest winning, except I think he's going to, because he's got the action title match the next week and did, went that, did that 40-minute awesome match with Koo, I think there's another route for him that doesn't include winning Scenic City. But we shall see. Yeah. Hey, we got our guest of honor here. Uh, don't want to keep him waiting in, the, w- waiting in the waiting area here. Let's Absolutely. bring him on. The man of the hour, the man himself, we got Slim Jay. Welcome to the show. Yes. How y'all doing? Howdy, 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 man. 
Um, indeed, a guy that we don't want to leave waiting because, in my opinion, this guy has had to wait way too long. <laughs> For, in general, Slim. Damn straight. Slim, <laughs> I, you know, I, I watch all the darks and dark elevations. And most of the time, I'll just – but getting to see you not only on there, but thriving and succeeding and uh, other people who I like quite a bit, like Layla Gray picked up her first win, Baron Black picked up his first win, but seeing you there and then seeing you on the Ring of Honor, how does it feel? I know you have a very realistic outlook on the wrestling business at this stage in your life. We've talked about that a few times when we see each other at IWE, but how does this feel right now? What's happening? I mean, I still, it still feels surreal to me at this point, but it, it feels like I never stopped in my mind knowing that I was a pro and that I should continue working out every week, continue watching, continue learning. So it, it's kind of, it's amazing the way I feel right now, just everything coming together, you know, and my family, and this will really help us get out of the poverty state that I've been my entire life out mm. of my own. So this really is the tip top of the career point for me. It just, it feels so good that someone sees me as that pro, you know, and like Tony immediately when I got there came up to me and was like, I'm so honored to have you here. And I'm, I can't wait to see you in action. Like, that right there was like the icing on the cake for just the booking. I'm like, well, that's all I really needed right there. And then for them to really put me in a spot to shine like that, I've out of 21 years, I've never done those type of spots just because nobody gave me that opportunity to shine like that. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, it feels really good. I, that ring of honor match in particular. Um, I, what I was taken with when I watched it was, and a lot of people probably didn't get this if they weren't that familiar with you, but to me, it showed everything that's great about you right now, where I've said it a few times over the last couple of years, you're at a point where you can still physically do what you want to do, but mentally and intellectually and ring IQ wise, you're, you're at your height. So those things are kind of crossing. So you still hit those big spots, right? You still hit the signature stuff, but they come at just the right time, and they're used for maximum effect. Like seeing that stuff, it really elevates it to the point of art. And I'm so glad that Tony Khan sort of recognized – I mean, it is the one thing about him, right? Whatever people want to say, good or bad, that dude is a fan of pro wrestling. There's just no doubt about yes. it. And, uh, I mean, you getting to go into a place where I – mean, I'm sure you had many, like a TNA tryout, for example, or a Ring of Honor match, but to go somewhere where they're not viewing you as, oh, here's another dude, like, begging for a job. Or, you know, instead they're treating you like you should be treated, which is this guy's been doing it for 20 years. This guy's trained guys. He knows what the hell he's doing. Like, 
let's let him show what he can really do instead of just throwing him in there as fodder. That's what was so exciting. It was, you know, oh, they're going to, they're going to, they're, they're letting you play to your strengths instead of just treating you as another guy. Um, that part was just really, really exciting to me. Yeah. And what was so cool about like the whole ring of honor experience was it was a 20 year circle. I literally made my debut with ring of honor in Boston, Massachusetts. And then 20 years later, I get brought back to Massachusetts, just right down the road. And, like, Tony didn't even know that. And I told him afterwards, it it kind of, it all fits together now. It's like this big story. I finally get that recognition that I always wanted and that approval that I am that pro. And to get it on that stage. I definitely made sure to go thank Tony that night for what he did. Yeah, that's a nice full full circle story. Uh, Slim, what can you tell us about how the AEW thing came about and how Trustbusters came about? Well, it it was just a spot, honestly. It was just a tryout is what I was told for AEW, just dark, just to go down there and do a tryout. So I had no clue of what he already had planned. And Tony (laughs) obviously had plans before I even got there for the whole Trustbusters thing. They went through some other names, Uh and then they decided on the Trustbusters when we were down there. So it just kind of all happened like spur of the moment. And we still don't know exactly what we're going to do or – what's in our future, but Tony obviously had something in mind and has something in store for the future because he's continuing to book us as the trust busters. And finally signed my first deal with him last week. Holy moly. Fantastic. So I, I don't know really where we're going, but it looks like we're we're headed in an upward position, <laughs> <laughs> a different position that I've ever been in. You know, like, <laughs> that's why it still feels so surreal. You know, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say wrestling right now. There's ne- it's oh my god, it's going through the biggest change I can remember since like 1993 (laughs) you know like everything's different i mean if you had told me i mean imagine slim like 20 21 years ago if they had said you know 20 21 years from now there's going to be another company that doesn't exist right now that's going to be on tnt like wcw is going to be gone (laughs) but there's going to be another company and Vince McMahon's no longer going to be in charge at WWE. And it's going to be Triple H, right? Like, so this is 2001. Like, Triple H is going to be in charge. Stephanie McMahon's going to be co-CEO. That they're going to be a publicly traded... I mean, none of this seems real, honestly. And we're we're talking about the biggest weekend this year in Georgia slash Alabama slash Tennessee um, this weekend. And... 
you know, we're talking to you, who's not a part of any of these big shows, but yet feels like the biggest story of all. Like, <laughs> this is the coolest thing I could imagine. I'm so happy. <laughs> do, do you feel like you're going to be more on the AEW side or the Ring of Honor side or a little column A, little column B, or do you not know? I, I still don't know. I mean, wow. the next bookings are not for Ring of Honor. But I don't know if that's where he's headed in the future. I mean, I'm down right. for whatever. I'm just down for a paycheck that's going to get me out of where I've normally been. And I'm just going to ride. Uh, did, did you guys see the. Oh, no, go ahead, Larry. Evidently, Slim, you're also down for Game Changer Wrestling. So I already <laughs> made that booking before any of this ever happened. I mean, uh, yeah. I am so there to see you and Jordan Oliver. It's not even funny. <laughs> I want to see Yeah, that. I'm a hype for that. Yeah, once <gasps> I saw that they booked that, I was like, I've been wanting to work this kid for a while. Did, did you see the announcement that AEW made today about who they promoted to the vice president position? Yes. Oh, my God. So they moved. So they've got, um, oh, my gosh. She's one of the beautiful people. But Madison Rain. So they brought Madison Rain in to help with the women's division. Oh, and and they brought and they they, they elevated QT. So QT managed to hold his gig, and they basically made him in charge of Dark and Dark Elevation officially. It sounds like, and then um, and then there's somebody else that they promoted as well. So they're they're trying to kind of tie up the loose ends and have things be less sort of fall between the cracks sort of book turkey jerky and all of that stuff. So I think that's additionally good news for Slim in that he's he's in and he's signed and now they have people who can actually focus on, okay, we're gonna get some storylines going, we're gonna get some angles done instead of it being because that's what that show has kind of devolved into was they used to have some storylines going on and then it just became purely a vehicle for wins. Um, who were going to be on Dynamite and Rampage. And now it seems like they're going to kind of go back to more of a format of we're going to make them shows in and of themselves. Um, does, doesn't mean they're, they aren't going to have new people who are there to put other people over, but it seems like they're going to go to more storyline-based stuff on Dark and Dark Elevation now. So, real, again, more, more tumultuous stuff happening in wrestling. It's just such an exciting time. It really is. And for me, it was so wild because I was at a point where I thought it was not going to happen, anything like that. So it's even more surprising for myself. So, Slim, a couple of years back, um, when you, you pretty well um, backed away from taking taking dates in wrestling, were were you thinking you were wrapping up or kind of what was your thought process at that time? Well, that was for my daughter. Okay. I knew I was going to take at least a year and a half off just for my daughter, just so I didn't miss those times. Good for you. Because, I mean, I was doing really good with bookings, but I wasn't making money. But when I did come back, I threw my rate up, and then all of a sudden my bookings went down. I was doing uh, (laughs) IWE. So... 
now I'm at a point where, like, that was smart for me. It saved my body. I didn't go kill myself for nothing. And I actually did better by that because maybe people were talking that I was big leaguing because I am big league material. Well, so that makes me feel even better. I think you've got a right to be selective in your dates. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that was the reason. It wasn't that I thought I was done or anything. I'm going to, in my opinion, I'm going to say when I'm done, regardless if my body tries to say when I'm done or not. (laughs) That's what people thought of that situation. My back shut down. I had three belts at the time working a full-time job every day. My body just shut down. Mm. I said, you need to take a little bit of time off, and it just happens that it was right before my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of fell into place. I just took a little bit of time earlier. Rob, do you have a question for Slim? Uh, my, I'm glad he's back. I, I've missed him, especially, you know, I'm more familiar with him from the Peach State days under the Gladiator gimmick than I am from his, the previous version of the Slim J from Anarchy and uh, around the other areas. I'm, cause, so I'm late to the party, but I am glad he is back. He's always been kick-ass, and, and, and he is, like I said, he is teaching some these younger people, and they're doing good, and I'm just so happy he's back in Georgia. Thanks. Thanks. Slim, I got a question. Um, you know, what a lot of people might not realize, I mean, you had articles written about you and that kind of thing as a trainer. And, you know, when I talk to these, some of the newer crew, like Irving West and stuff like that, guys who you had a hand in sort of training, um, they speak so highly of you. Do you feel like what's something that you think you've picked up on? Because obviously if you've been doing this for 21 years, you know what you're doing in the ring and the rest of it. But did having to teach people how to wrestle – um, kind of give you a different perspective um, when you're going into these bookings now that you think helped you a lot by having to teach it to somebody else? Yes, uh, I do because just from standing back and watching instead of being that person inside, you get a different perception on it. You know, you get a different outlook of how you're looking at it. So, yeah, that helped me a lot because that first it was frustrating trying to teach people because I was always like, no, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. So you got to stand back and let them do it themselves. See what decisions they're going to make and then try to correct those mistakes if there was any. So that made me kind of look at wrestling differently from the outside, you know, from that third person. That way I'll look at it, analyze it even more than I normally would. So that's what I think it brought to the table with me, for sure. Um, Slim, you... You go ahead. Steve, go... Go for it, Larry. Slim, um, you'd mentioned earlier about, you know, that you continue to learn... I wonder at this stage, where do you, where does that come for you? Where, where do you absorb things from? Where are you learning from at this point after 20 years in the business? Still the small things, 
really. Like how I said, I never did a match like I've had at Dart before. So that was a whole new learning experience for me to be the person up and shining instead of it being pretty much baby face. You take that heat, get a little bit at the end, and then you go home. No. Now you've got a structure as you as a star. So, I mean, that's one step right there. So I still look at, like, the little things like that and try to break it down as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, with every step in the ring. I try to make every step mean something. Regardless yeah. if I'm just walking forward and turning around back to the person, I try to make it mean something. And if I don't, I still go back. Like, some of the stuff that I watch from the AEW Dark, I beat myself up about it. But that's, I guess, what would make you better in the long run. Constantly trying to make that better. That's what I love about this business. You never stop learning. Never. Not if you're good. I mean, you know, Mm. I think, you know... We're we're heading into a weird wrestling moment where the WWE, I mean, if they had their druthers, two months ago, it was, we're not going to sign indie people anymore. We don't give a damn about, you know, we can, we can teach athletes from scratch. And I'm thinking to myself, and, and now you got Triple H who's saying the right stuff, right? It's more about character and it's more about, you know, getting people involved and blah, blah, But that's all common sense bullshit to me. Like, it doesn't mean anything, but people are eating it up. To me, it's, there's no substitution for going through the process of learning how to – because you can – it's just like you tell comedians, right, when comedians are new. And I worked with a lot of, like, young comics at Dad's Garage. You tell them, eventually you have to develop a persona – where you're, where you're you on stage, right? You can tell yes. people that till you're blue in the face, but none of them do it. They all start off doing jokes about their penis. And you know what I mean? Like, that's just normal. And you can tell wrestlers all day, right? Make sure you mean, make things mean something. Less is more. Tell a story in the ring. But you know what? The truth is most of them don't do it. But then once right. they learn... Right, that's why I'm so glad for. I'm I'm just going to be honest. I'm glad this is happening while you're still physically able to deliver what you want to do in your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> what's in your mind is so great, and the tragedy would have been, yeah, but you should have seen him when. And I'm glad. I mean, COVID in a weird way is kind of the best thing that happened for a lot of guys. I think about AJ Styles and I go, he can still go and he can still do it. And I'm glad. But if he had to beat himself up like he did in TNA for the past three years, I don't know if he'd be able to, you know, like I watched him on Monday, tear it up. Obviously they told him on Monday, we're going to give you guys who are good at this shit time. Go, right. You haven't got to wrestle good matches in years. So go. And he obviously did. And it was like, I was just glad he can still deliver. And it's to see Slim J make, I mean, I've been yelling about that for a year, right? Like, this is a guy who needs an AEW thing, right? This is the, Slim needs it because, 
these other guys got time, and they're, they're going to be better. Like, you know, Carly Bravo in five years is not going to resemble Carly Bravo now, right? And he's pretty good now, but I don't think people are doing him a favor by implying that he's great because he's not, right? That's his biggest enemy is people telling him, blowing smoke up his ass and saying he's ready. He's not fucking ready, but you know who is? Slim. And, and just a comment like that, even if I'm going to turn around in the ring, it has to mean something. Um, I think we need a lot more of that. And I'm glad that Tony Khan recognizes that. It actually relieves me quite a bit, you know. (laughs) It was different treatment for sure than I'm used to because, like, I understand, like, my place, you know what I mean? Like, looking from the outside, I understood my place in all these promotions in Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, that I'm the guy you want to use to elevate your talent. Completely understood that because I could go, like you said. That way I could shine up your Charlie Bravos and make them elevate to that next level from working at that type of level. So I understood my place completely. I just set my foot down a couple of years ago, and everybody said I quit. <laughs> I never said I could. Slim, I'm gonna, I quit, I'm going to ask every everybody on this here now and you the same question, and it's a boring question, but I'm excited by the answers. Which is, who do you want to work in AEW? And then I want everybody else to answer who they would be interested in seeing Slim work. And it doesn't have to just be AEW, um, but I, I'm interested in what everybody, including Slim, has to say about who they want to see you work in AEW. There's quite a few, of course, but I would say <laughs> probably like Phoenix, maybe. Or oh, of course, yes. Probably be the two I would throw out first. Ooh. Uh, Larry. Darby Allen. Oh, oh, no. God, Slim would throw that motherfucker around. That would be exciting because we get to see, like, Slim's full range of offense, you know. He could literally wrestle any kind of thing with Darby. Yeah. Rob, yeah, Rob, who, who would you like to see Slim work? Alan, since I'm not an AEW guy, I have his heart thinking when you ask that question, who, 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 who? And the only thing that really comes to mind based on body style and the type that he does would be Hook. And oh, like Hook, a what a great a great, awesome. <laughs> a best of seven would be spectacular. My choice, way out of the box, um, CM Punk. I... Would absolutely, especially if it was a program as opposed to just a one-off match. I think the idea of Slim being able to talk about like I've been around as long as you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, like I've been around, and guys like like you've you've gotten your due, and this is my time to get my due. 
And I'm not here to I'm not here to make CM Punk look good. I'm here to win. I would I would be fascinated with that match. Um, that would be fun too. And I think CM Punk needs guys in the ring. And this is not a knock. I love him. I love I love him now more than ever, actually. And I think his he, his ring IQ has never been higher. But no. I think he also needs somebody who can physically sort of make up for not his shortcomings, but he's not quite the same guy physically yet. His timing is better and he doesn't waste motion as much, but I think he needs somebody like Slim who can kind of, that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to Sam Punk and Moxley if that's the match that they're making. Because I think Moxley is one of those guys that's at the top of the game. And another guy I would love to, I would love to see Slim against any of the Blackpool Combat Club guys, honestly. I oh, think yeah. him and Wheeler Yuta would be great. I think him and um, him and uh, Moxley would be unbelievable. Um, and, that, you know, just any of those kind of guys. But just to see Slim in there interacting with William Regal, to me, is ex- seeing Slim interact with almost anybody on the AEW roster is really exciting to me. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I would, I would want to see this. I would, shit, I want to see Slim against Wardlow. I don't think that they figured out how to do small guy versus big guy yet with Wardlow, um, but I've never seen a better small guy in, or smaller guy in the small versus big than Slim. He's the all-time greatest. I don't mean on the indie level. I don't mean in Georgia. I mean anywhere. There's never been a smaller guy who looked more credible wrestling incredibly large wrestlers than Slim J. Um, Larry, would you would you back me up on that, or am I exaggerating? I but, do not think you're exaggerating, and I would back you up. I think you just booked Slim a, a whole bunch of stuff for AEW. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> any of that. Would, <laughs> any and all of that. Me, would be Tony, call me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, just as a Slim, as a Slim J memory, a Slim J memory, and then a conversation I had at IWE with Tim about Slim. So. I remember Slim wrestling Michael Judas. This was a long time ago. This is when I would go to the shows live when I was just about to get PCW going the first time. So that puts us in early 2000s, right? And I saw Slim against Michael Judas, and I remember thinking to myself, not knowing who Slim really was, this is ludicrous. This is going to look stupid. This is going to be filled with the same. And then I just went, I was worried for Michael Judas. (laughs) <laughs> After the, like halfway through that match, I was like, that fucking little guy is kicking the shit out of that dude. And I bought every second of it. And I was like, I've never seen a guy lay in safely. Let, let me make it clear. This isn't Slim just shooting on a guy. This is looking credible, striking a guy bigger than you and me believing, okay, that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? And Michael Judas, for those that don't know, a big man, right? And again, I've never seen anybody work someone bigger than them with more credibility. And when I got to IWE, and it was clear I was going to be like a guy in the locker room, right? I was talking to Tim, and whenever we would talk about like who could we put in, because there was always problems with this guy's plane is having problems and blah blah blah, right? The typical wrestling shit. And my answer was always like, put Slim in a match with him. Like who didn't matter who it was. I was like get Slim in there. You know, I don't care if it was Hammerstone. I don't care if it was Joe Black, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Slim is the guy you can put in. And Tim, who loves Slim and 
and, you know, has always booked him very well, which is one of the reasons I would imagine Slim works for him still. Like, even he was like, I don't know how that'll look. And I'm like, it'll, it'll look how it looks. And then 30 seconds into the match, nobody will be thinking about the size difference. That's how good Slim is. I'm like, people can say whatever they want. Once the match starts, then it'll be like, oh, no, okay, yeah, I believe this. It doesn't matter who that is. You know? And uh, that's a real t- – I mean, that's – there's very few guys who can claim to be the truly best at anything in this fake fighting in your underwear shit. But Slim, I think, can lay legitimate claim to – I'm a smaller guy who looks fine wrestling literally anybody in that ring. And I can figure out the story, and my ring work is so good that I can make anything work as a story. And uh, that's a pretty good claim to make, I think. Thank you. Thank you. I've always tried to be that versatile guy. Bill always threw, like, the big guys at me earlier on for me to figure that out. Is that David Goliath story? But I appreciate that a lot. I had plenty of time to practice. (laughs) 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 Uh, Plenty of big guys. So, Slim, uh, you have any other uh, surprises of where where we might be seeing you besides uh, GCW and? No of course, kidding. we know you're going to be in AW or ROH, but anything else on your schedule coming up? Um, yeah, Dragon Con coming up. Oh! September the 1st. Oh. Yeah. But besides that, now I'm still working my full-time job, too. I mean, I got a contract, but job. <laughs> so that helps out. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm kind of booked up solid right now. Good. I got to say this about Slim as well, and I don't know how cool he's going to be about talking about this. You can talk about this as much or as little as you want to. Something I also admire about Slim that I think is not common knowledge is um, Slim doesn't do anything at this stage in his career out of pure obligation. Um, if he doesn't want to work somewhere or he feels like he's being disrespected, then he doesn't go there. And I, I know a lot of guys, especially once they've been doing this for a while, maybe feel obligated to take whatever bookings they think they should. And I like the fact that Slim, you know, just because he's a legend at Landmark Arena, if he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to wrestle there. I like that you did that, like, OSWA reunion show. You, you were a part of that, right? Yeah, because because they'd always treated you very well, and obviously having you be a part of that show elevated that show. And I remember seeing that, and it's, it's no secret what I think about OSWA, right? But like at the same time, when I saw that you had done a thing, I went, "That's really cool," because that's slim going. You know what? I had fun working here. I like doing it, and I like those guys. So they're going to do a reunion show. I'm going to show up for them. And, uh, again, it's just one of those where you always hope the guys who do things for the right reasons under their own terms get rewarded for it. But we've seen so many times where that doesn't happen that it's nice to see it kind of working out for you. I just wanted to put that out there, that I admire that quite a bit, that, you know, you basically – 
you go where you're wanted and you go where you want to go. And that's, that's worked out for you. Um, that makes me really happy. And I hope that serves as a sort of a, an inspiration to other wrestlers. You're the kind of guy that the, uh, that the young guys now should be looking at and going like, okay, Slim managed to make this work. And he managed to have a pretty good life balance as far as wrestling goes as well. Uh, I think that's going to become a bigger and bigger issue in the next like five or 10 years in wrestling in general is this kind of new generation that's balancing, you know, their expectations of life and having wrestling in a very different, you know, Slim's day, my day, it was like you had to eat, breathe, and, you know, you never missed a show and, you know, you right. took every booking you could and all this kind of shit. But I think realistically, it's like... family get together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Slim's got the proper perspective, which is... You know, I didn't want to miss my daughter's, you know, I didn't want to miss that stuff. That stuff is important. And I spared my body. Like, it cannot be stated enough. Slim, you know, there's a price to be paid for wrestling the style that Slim wrestles. And he's had injuries, but now he knows, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to waste my bumps. I'm not doing it because now you're ready um, to use them for when it really counts and when it really matters. And I think there's a lot to be learned there. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to grow up and have your priorities in check and be a decent person in my eyes. I like to do business and I've for years did business that I wasn't happy doing, but I still did it because I felt that obligation for these bookings and stuff, just like you said, and felt like that's all I had. But luckily I had, and I I tell everybody how great of a person Bill Barron's really is. I had someone like Bill Barron kind of helping me with that, you know, like, hey, you're getting older. Your your body's getting beat up. You're still working all these shows for what? Mm. And you're missing out on this because of what? Twenty, thirty bucks? Yeah. So I mean, it makes you grow up quick and makes you you realize. And I hope that the young guys do the same thing earlier on. Know your worth. Put yeah. your foot down. You are risking your body, your life, for someone to look right over you like you're nothing. Appreciate yourself. Invest in yourself. But don't give it all away for nothing. So, I mean, yeah, when you're a greenhorn, you've got to pay your dues. When you're young in the business, you've got to suck it up and take a handshake and a hot dog. But after you have experience and you've been to credible places and you've did credible things, now you are established. Now you can put that foot down. Say, I want this or I'm not coming. Yeah. 
And it might hurt somebody's feelings, but they're going to find somebody else to take your place. Because nobody's expendable. Everybody's replaceable. Absolutely. Well, any any last questions or comments to Slim? I am so glad you're back. I'm happy that you're going to be killing it on AEW. Just, you know, just let us know if you're going to be doing any local shows, uh, either in, you know, I know you're out in Augusta, but if you're doing anything close to Atlanta, just spread the word and we'll get everyone out to see you. Well, GCW, August 20th, Center State. Oh, my God, dude. That is <laughs> slim. Uh, like, be honest. Did you ever – how the fuck did GCW happen, by the way? How did that insane? Well, I did the Joey Janela spring break deal back in 2019 where I okay. pretty much broke my ass again. That's what everybody says. <laughs> Every time I see them, they're like, oh, man, Slim, last time I saw you broke your ass. But <laughs> that's, I went up there for the Joey Janela deal, and then they had a big battle royal the next day, and Brett invited me to that. And I saw him at Jimmy Lloyd's house when I came up to do his show, to work Scorpio. And he was just like, I, I'm going to hit you up, man, for some dates. And he hit me up about Atlanta. Well, here we are. Yeah, Wrestling is social. I say it all the time. Wrestling <laughs> is social. You know, I, it is so great to see the, the timing of things work out. I just wanted to say that as well. Larry. Yeah. Well, center stage, here we come. I, it's just, um, it, it's to me, it's just so, it's, it's really thrilling as someone who saw you from your earliest days in Cornelia to see you here now where you are. It just makes me really happy for you, Flynn. Thank you so much, Larry. And I, I appreciate all of the criticism you gave me early on too that helped me fuel myself to be better and better every time your your reviews have always made something in this independent world i'll tell you that much it it can make and break some people so i appreciate that yes and i appreciate y'all having me on thank you for giving us some of your time Absolutely. Congratulations on everything that's happening to you. I mean, that's got to feel good. I think, you know, there's, it's been said in wrestling and other forms of entertainment that, you know, your friends want you to, (laughs) they want you to do good, just not better than them. And I think that in wrestling, that is often true. I don't know anybody who begrudges you anything as far as the success that you're having right now. I think it's pretty much universal, like, this is right, this is good, and uh, I would imagine everybody's rooting for you. So congratulations and uh, continued success. And hopefully you're, you're still going to do IWE, and I'll get back up there uh, for the next show. So Definitely. We'll, we'll see how booking goes with. <laughs> I like to chew up that problem. <laughs> Sorry, yes, I Steve. I got a big league you. I might be, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got a, like, you know, I got a, I got an AEW thing I got to do. So, you know. <laughs> I wrote great. to him about it. I did. 
immediately. Like when I found out that I got a, a contract, the next day I called them, well, texted them on Facebook and let them know the whole situation. That it'll be a little while before I take some bookings because I'll be working a job trying to juggle a job, wrestling, and family first, of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, it told me something. The reason, part of the reason I went to work for IWE when asked, I mean, people ask me all the time, but part of what sort of steered me towards them was the fact that Slim would work for them when he would work for almost nobody else. That kind of told me something about Tim. Um, that kind of gave me an indication like, okay, this guy tr- obviously treats people very well if Slim is willing to kind of work for him when he won't work for so many others. So that really no kind of told me something. Yeah. Yeah, no bad words towards Tim at all. He's a great man. And yeah. he's always been up front from the get-go. Like, when I went up on my rate, he added to that rate and was like, now, here, I'll give you this. Oof. Boy, man, I think he, he knew just got, my work. I think, I think he just flooded his uh, text messages. <laughs> 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 no. Well, I mean, he's he knew it was a low rate, and I mean, with how many years I've been doing it, he was like, oh, I've got you. Don't worry. You come here, yeah. and I've got you. So I stayed with him, and he was honest and straightforward about business as soon as you get there. Yeah. So I liked him. Good guy. Big fan of that. Well, Slim, any last words before we let you get back uh, to your incredibly busy and fulfilling life? <laughs> no, I just I just appreciate everybody that has been there, you know, that trust that I'm going to actually do something with this and knowing that I'm going to actually be something with this business. And I appreciate every person that has wrote me, even if you haven't, if you just was like, man, Slim J made it. About time, yeah. I'm so happy for him. I, I appreciate that in general because for years and years it got dark. It got real dark, yeah. of course, with thoughts, all kinds of terrible things. But this right here is life changing, and I feel amazing. And I appreciate everything that anyone's ever done for me in this business or out of this business. I am a very humble person and I will continue to stay humble because we're all just people. And I just appreciate y'all having me again. But yes, I'm going to go have dinner and then hit the gym and pack up for an airplane. All right. (laughs) That's the only clue I can give you. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> Love it. Well, man, if you're if if you're ever in Orlando, just let me know, and I will somehow squirt out of one of my three jobs and get to a dark taping or whatever. Just let me know if you're ever in the Orlando area again. So, okay. I'll right on, man. I'll hit you up. Let you know. <laughs> well, um, thank you for talking to us, Slim J. Uh, you know, just a a Georgia legend, safe to say, and Hall of Famer, and all the rest of that. And now, uh, really having the best time of his career. It's so wonderful to see. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good night. Sure. Deanna the twentieth.
not Buster. <laughs> nice. Larry. As the guy who's probably seen more Slim J matches in person than certainly Rob or, or myself, um, what's the thing that stands out to you if you were to, to describe Slim to somebody that was unfamiliar with him, what would you say about him? Uh, <laughs> tough as nails, for one thing. <laughs> um, you know, what? one thing that came to mind is when you were talking about his, how he can be put on a credible match with larger opponents uh, and that there's really nobody who's better at doing that. How early in his career, he, you know, he was, of course, he wasn't, muscled like he is now. Um, yeah. And it was really a problem at first when he started, when he was got booked on the, on, on even terms with larger guys. And then he, he uh, rectified that problem. I mean, he, he dedicated himself to getting better and correcting and improving in the areas he needed to improve. And he's just continued to do that year after year. I imagine that he's sort of the exception to the rule when it comes to, I've always said that the best trainers were usually guys that were never stars because they have a different perspective on wrestling. But I think Slim's the exception to that case. I would imagine if you got trained by Slim, you got some really good knowledge there. Um, I, I, you know, from what I've heard, he's like very, he's a very good trainer. Um, which is rare to be sort of a top-level talent that's also a good trainer is incredibly rare. But, uh, you know, speaking of tough, I remember that, God, Larry, I think you were there for it, but that barbed wire match that he had with Izzy, and what, oh, my that's God. One, yeah, that's one of the ones I'm thinking of. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. Well, like, he's, I mean, he's one of the few guys you could say, is he perfect for AEW? Yes. Is he perfect for Ring of Honor? Yes. Is he perfect for GCW? Yes. yes. And he's probably one of the few guys in Georgia wrestling who you could honestly say that about. Like, he shows up at any of those three places semi-permanently, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he could do it. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I almost asked him about it, but it was kind of a love fest. I didn't want to bring the mood down. Like, <laughs> To me, it would have been a natural to have him as part of the NWA stuff. I'm a little shocked they didn't do it, you know? Hmm. But I will say their loss. Yeah. Yeah. And and as that unfolded, I'm not sure he would have been that great of a fit there, really, or that they would have used him right, just my opinion. But that's true. Rob Rod. Yes. Yes. Are you are you are you ready for this for this for your road trip? Oh, I am I am naturally pumped up. I'm not no testosterone, no B12. I am just oh, after a horrible day of after a horrible day of work on Tuesday, five days off, including today, and as I am just so super excited about this. I am you know, oh. uh, looking to be on four shows up in Chattanooga, then Battle Slam, and then even getting a, a nine holes of golf in up in Chattanooga uh, Friday morning. 
Nice. Sounds sure like a vacation, uh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I already told the guys you know, if there's going to be a pool on how badly I play because I haven't swung a golf club in 20 years, I get 10% of the winnings. So, <laughs> so I am stoked for it. Uh, That's awesome. Well, I Rough. hope you have a great time, Rough. and I look look forward to uh, reading what you have to say about all this. <laughs> I, 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 I already, uh, Duke is uh, going to be uh, sending me a message about who's going to be entering the Rumble, Jack, and I'm just, like I said, I wish, you know, uh, if you're a comic book fan, Jamie Madrox, the multiple man, I wish I had his powers. I could send my clones wow. out to 19 different shows this weekend and then absorb them all back in and have fantastic memories. It's just it's just one of those weekends. I, I've said it before in previous years, but this is the best weekend in wrestling, not, not only in the state of Georgia, I think in the southeast. Yeah. I You know, I think that's pretty clear that it's an unbelievable weekend. And, Rob, i got to say this to you while I got you on. Like, the the improvement in your videos, the improvement in your writing, and the improvement on – you being on the podcast today, it is noted. And I mean, it's part of this thing with Georgia wrestling history. Larry, I mean, we, we talk about this stuff all the time off the air, but Larry, did you ever think it would be like this where you'd have like guys like Rob Rod, Jabari, Duke Ingram? I mean, all doing report. I mean, think about the coverage this weekend, everybody. Pro South is going to be covered. The, the, the entire weekend in Chattanooga is covered. Not just by Rob Rod. Isn't Jabari going to be there for part of it, too? That's I crazy. Him about that I think he is. And okay. and Duke is, I'm assuming Duke is going to be at Rumble Jack. Which, right. you know, I, I always end up watching the Rumble Jack live every year. I don't think I'm going to be able to do, I think I'm going to be, and you know, of course I'm working all weekend. But, I mean, <sighs> Super yeah. exciting, and and we're covering it. Yeah, I think Duke, yeah. Is, Duke might be going to Southern Fried as well because they've got a pretty good show happening. Uh, yep. Just, even, Holy crap! Even even TLT is mildly interesting this week. And uh, that's saying something. <laughs> Who's interesting this week? Uh, actually. Uh, Cornelius Pepperbottom is challenging zero. That is really the most inter- you know, interesting thing I've, uh, for the, their championship. That's for me. For me, that's interesting. But other people, no, they're, not, yeah, they're, uh, they are trying to improve that show. You know, they're trying to improve the quality of that, the, the the wrestling quality of that show. Yeah, they're, they're working at it. Larry, again, so, Larry Otto uh, over in Dublin, Classic City in Athens. Uh, 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 Pro Wrestling Caribbean is doing the uh, one of the SAW shows in East Annaly, uh, the other SAW show in Newton, uh, Spartan Wrestling over in Gadsden, NCW, APW, WA up in Somerville, Northeast. And, and, yeah, see, the Northeast Georgia has now got like two shows running. That's north of Rome, you know, between Rome and uh, Chattanooga. That area's got two shows running now. So, and, and, uh, Holy moly. Sunday, Sunday, so for perspective... Not including, not including Scenic City, who will probably draw. They'll, they'll fill out whatever building they're in, right, for two nights, whatever that capacity is. Pro right. South, I imagine, is going to have people hanging from the rafters and the fire marshal very nervous, right? And then yeah. 
I mean, it's going to be one of those where there's going to be as many guys in the locker room as there are out in the crowd for that show, right? right. And then uh, we're looking at roughly, I'm just doing rough math here, assuming Rumble Jack does close to five and assuming that Southern Fry does at least 250, we're looking at probably another 1,500 weekend in Georgia wrestling alone. Yeah, Without yeah. Lucha Lucha running, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, amazing. Amazing. I mean, and this is yeah. with crowds being down, right? So. Still starting back up. Exciting. Exciting. Welp, you know, thanks to Slim J. I don't know if you guys have gotten to see Slim J's matches in AEW or his Ring of Honor match, but um, boy, like, again, I hate to I hate to brag, but I'm gonna brag because the people that I said they need to sign, you know, wrestling fans are always like they need to sign. They need wrestling fans. You can find anybody to advocate for anybody. But to me, it was like the obvious signings were Slim J and Layla Gray, <laughs> right? Like, how is Layla Gray not signed at AEW? To me, it seemed insane. And now she, she just picked up her first win as well. So clearly, she's got some kind of deal with them. And uh, it's just... A, and, you know, and apparently this last run with WWE, you know, they had a... a a tryout thing with non-wrestlers that apparently was a bit of a disaster. A lot of injuries and all that kind of... Not a shock. But apparently the edict has gone out from Triple H of like, we are not doing that again. <laughs> we are not doing a thing where we're going to throw a bunch of non-wrestlers in a wrestling boot camp anymore. And you know what I say? Fucking good riddance. Because but, but Steve, where are they going to find the next, the next Lash Larue or whatever the hell her name is? There is oh. it. <laughs> the, the terrible one in NXT. Oh my gosh! Jesus uh, Christ! So I mean, I'm not saying we're returning to a. T- I'm just saying we're returning to a time of sanity. I think even in the WWE, where it's like, you know, we're giving AJ Styles a lot of. <laughs> you know, we got three hours of television time to fill up. To fill up, maybe we're gonna fill it up with getting, you know, Oscar. Then we have that. Yeah, we're gonna try this wrestling thing we've heard so much about. So it's a great time. I'm so glad for you guys that you're gonna be covering all of this. Uh, Rob, I don't know if you if you drink coffee. Or energy drinks, or do crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to pry. I'll just say uh, whatever you got to do uh, to be up and enjoy this uh, weekend is very much deserved for you. Please do so. <laughs> right. I got, well, it's also a possibility of a little extracurricular activity on the horizon, but I won't go into detail. Oh my God! Congrats! I hope you get laid. I hope that happens. Um, that'll be wonderful. Well, yeah, Larry, so, 
Well, I, 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 I don't, it doesn't sound like my interest. My weekend is going to be as interesting as Rob's, but we'll just. We'll, I think it's going to be just fine. <laughs> Steve, let's. Hopefully, it won't be another such a long time before we do one of these again. Eh? We need to get back on a more regular thing here. I think so. Um, let's let's loosely plan on two weeks from now. See what guests yeah, we can loosely. get on. We're we're trying loosely. Yes, we're trying to nab a pretty big fish, and I think that'll be our next goal. Uh, try to get Mr. Mucha Lucha on here. I think that would be an amazing thing. Um, Me too. But you know, Larry, we might have to re- we might have to meet again next week to talk about all the stuff going down this weekend. Because true, I imagine it's going to be a lot. So. so, in fact, maybe we could have the whoever wins Scenic City and maybe Ace Haven on maybe next week to talk. That might be kind of cool. So, well, I'm game. Let's we'll see what we see what we can do. Excellent. Well, for Rob Rod, thank you for joining us, and Larry Goodman. I'm Stephen Platinum. Special thanks to Slim J um, for success, well deserved, and we'll be certainly monitoring that. And you can keep up with all of these great reports that are going to be coming out, and all the rest of the news that's fit to print in the southeast at gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. I'm Stephen Platinum. This has been Tipping Point. Thank you for joining us for the... We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Is anyone still there?